Osiris. Hey, this is Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters, and this podcast is part of the Osiris podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and music. Osiris. Welcome in to episode 86 of The Bluest Tape. I'm Harvey Couch, alongside... Jeff Cola. And thanks for joining us as we take our semi-weekly journey through the live catalog of Widespread Panic. Um, we're finally getting around to um, look back at the, the Spring 2019 tour. Last week we did Spring 99. This week we're going to do Spring 2019. But before we get into that, Jeff, I noticed as we were... We're now on episode 86. Um, I used to do this kind of thing when I was younger. Who was who your favorite football player with a, with a war of the jersey 86? <laughs> wow. Top, top of the mind. Top of the mind. Oh, man. I think is is the former Michigan Wolverines tight end Jake Butt number 86. I think, <laughs> I think so. That, okay. one was, that one was for all of our kids out there. The use of the word butt. Um, who do you got? Clint? Oh, Clint Didier, former Washington Redskins tight end, was number eighty-six. Okay, yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's sort of it's a little. It's not the. I would say you know because the eighties obviously you have all the receivers uh, from eighty to eighty-nine, and I feel like eighty-six is like maybe the, the least, the uh, weakest yeah. of the numbers. You know, I would, I would agree with that. Uh, um, who do you have for eighty-six? Well, uh, the two that come to mind: uh, James Lofton. Is one he wore eighty? Uh, he was eighty on the Packers. Well, I guess maybe did he go to? Was it eighty six in uh Los Angeles, in Buffalo? Uh, I don't know. We're gonna have to look this up. Okay, I need a ruling. You're right. I forgot that he was. Uh, you're right. Okay, so no, then I won't take that. Then my my uh, second pick is Freddie Barnett, the uh, <laughs> the erstwhile receiver for the for the Philadelphia Eagles, who was really good in Tech Mobile with. Was was Calvin Williams on the other side, and oh, Randall man. Cunningham tossing yeah. them around? Red Barnett was really good. I don't see any evidence that James Lofton wore number eighty six. Uh, let's see. Real time fact checking. This is why people tune into the Blues tape. So it says here at the Pro Football Hall of Fame when it lists Hall of Famers by jersey number under eighty six, they've got Lofton. Okay. But I don't know when he actually wore that because Wikipedia. He's also so. he's also under eighty. So yeah, Wikipedia says he wore number eighty and number thirty. But yeah. it's the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So uh, I don't know. What are you gonna do? Seems like eighty and probably eighty-eight are the most uh, are the most famous ones. Yeah, those are the uh, 84. 80, 84 and eighty-eight. I think are probably the, yeah. the big three. Okay, cool. Well, that's it for this week <laughs> on the Blue Save. Sorry uh, for that sidetrack, but um, that's good. We should we should do that every week. <laughs> yeah, tell me your number favorite number sixty three. Uh huh. Uh, Talk about your favorite interior lineman. Right. Um. 
Okay, so spring 2019, Jeff. Uh, so you last week you said you did not do couch tour with your friend. I don't know when that was. If that was going to be was that? Uh, that was going to be the Durham shows. I think okay. it was going to be the last the Sunday night show of Durham. Um, so you know, for those folks, I mean, I would think most people know, but um, for the folks that don't know, the, the spring tour essentially. I mean, I guess it's not quite over. They still got 420 Festival and Trondasa um, later in April, but um, the the three main three show tour, three show runs, three consecutive weekends in Washington D.C., Port Chester, New York, and Durham, North Carolina. Um, so I went to the third night at D.C. March 17th, um, and then you know, listen to most of the Porchester and the Durham shows. And I have to say, I really enjoyed almost everything I listened to. Um, so that's why we're going to do a show about it. How, what was your level of exposure to, to those shows? I tried to, I listened to live. I listened to the show that you went to just because. You oh, know, you wanted like, to share the experience. I did. Of course. Okay. Um, in the Port Chester, I think the I did not listen to them live, but I listened to the third night quite a bit because of the uh, crazy encore. Looked yeah, interesting to me. And then listened to some of the Durham shows live. And I will say, I will say this again. I feel like we should, if we when we get our production intern, they can go back into the vault and play all the terrible things we said about Panic three point <laughs> Right. Um, and also, every time you start talking about it, just do a little. Um, but uh (laughs) i will say that the things that i grew to that i don't like about jimmy herring they've he's doing less of it yeah i think that's yes i agree i don't think i don't think it's me becoming more tolerant of it i think it's just less of it yeah i think there's a little bit of that but i think there's definitely a lot of he's doing less of that and I think it's more of the uh, so much so that when he does do it, it does stand out. It does really stick out. Like in our this doc, this Google Doc that we shared to talk about episodes, I believe you wrote uh, or comment something like, "How many notes can uh, how many notes can Jimmy play?" In one and measure of music. In right? one measure of music. And I think it's during Radio Child, which is... Like, <laughs> a lot. A lot. The answer is a lot. <laughs> the answer is a lot, yeah. Um, but I think there's just less of it. And yeah. it's just... I gotta I, I gotta give credit where credit's due. I mean, we've never... I don't think we've ever said anything bad. Have we ever said anything bad about JB on this show? Like, like cr- hypercritical of JB? Um, no. No. I mean, although I, I went through a stretch... Um, uh, you know, maybe three or four years ago, maybe not quite that long, but at least, you know, maybe two to four years ago where it felt like, like I thought he was starting to struggle, mm-hmm. you know? And, and again, and I think we talked about this when we did the, you know, when we did some current panic talk last fall, um, that I think he's maybe adjusted some of his singing, style and especially on some songs that like he knows he can't quite do what he used to do and instead of like trying and failing he's just opted to take a different approach which i think is a much better choice um so 
so yeah, I mean, I don't think that really qualifies as, as negative, but, um, but I didn't have, I mean, I enjoyed every, I didn't find anything to complain about when I, you know, into the stuff I've listened to recently. No, I just, I was just going to say like, he is obviously he's not as good as sort of classic era, but he's really good right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's yeah. just, he sounds great. I think, you know, I think he's taking care of his voice. These yeah, days. The, I think the days off the road helps, yeah. you know, for um, sure. and it's just, you know, it's, I, it, it's sort of, it's, it's just, it's like the, it, whereas Hauser's guitar was the thing for so long, like JB is now the thing for me, mm-hmm. with current mm-hmm. band, because mm-hmm. like you said, when you're talking to RJ and I think I do it too, which is you just expect these songs to sound a certain way. And when Jimmy starts playing, you're like, this is different. Yeah. Um, but JB's there. Like he's just there. He's in the moment. He's doing a really good job. His guitar playing is, is, is still fun. Um, <laughs> that's one. That's one way to, to describe it. Well, um, you know, it's just sort of like that's one of the my favorite things that was ever about that yeah. was ever written about Panic was John Bell amuses Washburn guitars, right? Because he doesn't. I mean, he was never carrying the band. He it was almost like he was just throwing accents in, you know, mm-hmm. which is cool. The um, the uh, the, uh, the bend where he'd push on the right. push on the body of the guitar, like I always dug that. So yeah. anyway, um, that's what has been sticking out to me from these, from this the re- recent run is how much I've been enjoying JB and just in general, how good the band sounds right now. Yeah. Yeah, no. And I mean, I think, uh, I think schools and Dwayne are, are pretty well locked in on the rhythm side, which, which helps too. Um, you know, I, I think I mentioned this, you know, you said you, you feel like maybe Jimmy's doing less of, of what, offends you um and you know talking to to rj one of the things that i that i mentioned was that there were a couple points during the show where you know i i'm i've missed hauser's sound you know like it was um it was um i'm trying to think of best way to say but it was sort of like obviously missing right and but not constantly just a couple spots but in those moments um he you know, Herring wasn't playing some, it was almost like he just let those spots um, breathe, mm-hmm. w- which was better to me because then I could kind of fill in what I, what I wanted to have there. And then he could take in, and then he could jump in and do his thing uh, in the next spot. Um, so it actually worked pretty well because if he had been like, you know, doing some crazy solo in those moments, I, I wouldn't be able to, to imagine, you know, fill in the, the missing holes. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. It does. It's, I mean, it's, it's sort of a, a personal experience that I was trying to share, but it, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was good. So, um, so what we're going to do this week is play a little bit from each of the three runs. Um, and, um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that I listened to all of the nine shows, so there may be stuff that I'm missing. Um, and I'm going to pick something from the third night of DC just cause I was there. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think honestly from the stuff that I heard, the, the DC run was probably the weakest of the three, mm-hmm. just in my opinion. Um, which is always tough cause <laughs> that's the one you went to. Um, 
but it was good. Like the stuff that I saw was good, but it seemed like they definitely dialed it up at the Capitol Theater and in in Durham. But um, you can't blame you yourself know, if Panic doesn't play the best on a tour at the show you're at. It's not your fault, Hart. It's not my fault. It's it feels fault. like it. Uh, well, and I felt bad because like I brought a buddy of mine went with me who had never seen Panic before, and so I was kind of hoping they would just you know a little like a big cover that he might've heard of or, you know, something that got the crowd really going wild. Um, and there just wasn't any of that. Um, but I did get a disco opener, which made me happy. And I told him going in that that's what I wanted and I got it. So that was fun. Your number um, one, your number one draft pick in the, uh, opener. In the opener draft. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it went into rock, which was good. Engaged JB and it, like he got on it with the slide and, and that was fun. And, uh, and then, Sleepy Monkey and Space Wrangler. So, I mean, that's like, you know, a pretty good first four songs, you know, old school style. So that I, I enjoyed that. The Bastards and Bubbles was cool. Um, and then, uh, and the second set had some, some really good stuff. I was tempted to include the, um, the segment that was good people into Busta Big, into Blight, into Tire Shoes, into Jack. Like that was really probably the highlight of the show but there's a there's a busted big from um from port chester that i thought was in a really great segment i didn't want to cut that out so so instead i i went for the for the closer of the show uh which is the first thing we're going to play um but uh all in all i had a really good time um you know i'm I'm enjoying the new songs more than I used to. I don't know. I mean, I actually turned on and played Street Dogs today in the car for the first time in I don't know ever. I I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> this is this Come relationship on. is ending after eight. <laughs> um. So yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's all good, Jeff. It's time. It's time to move forward, man. We can do it. We can do it together. We're like Butch and Sundance jumping off the cliff. We can do it. Yep. Knocking on heaven's door. Um, Okay. So here you go. This is the closer of the second set. Do you have anything else? Oh, we haven't. Have we done? We haven't done our our recommendations. Oh, we have not. Uh, I I have. Sorry. Do you have anything? I do actually. Okay. Um, Thank. I don't. I haven't read a Bill Simmons column in probably three years. Does he still write? He does. I think. Um partially because I'm so over him and the Patriots that I just have sort of cut him out of my life. But uh, he posted on the Twitter the other day, he recommended a new feed called at, uh, at SNL snippets, SNL snippets, Saturday night live. And it's basically this guy, I'm assuming it's a guy um, will post to, will take requests for, um, S- uh, SNL sketches from days of yore and we'll post like two minute, two, two and a half minute snippets from them. Mm, and nice. it's awesome. Cause he posts a ton of them a day and it's, you know, I'm a relig- re- religiously watched Saturday Night Live for God, 30 years. It's crazy. Um, even if, you know, if I was out, I used to record it on VHS. Uh, mm-hmm. so you could wind up back and watch it on Sunday morning after church, of course. Um, but the, uh, it's been really fun to kind of 
there's some things that I don't remember. There's things that I missed, but there's also like reinforce, you know, bringing back some real classics that are just great. So at SNL snippets. Okay. Um, is it, they're not like, it's not like officially. No, it's just some guy. Related to the, no. Um, all right. My, uh, recommendation is, uh, a music festival here in, in hometown. The the Railbird Festival. Have you heard about this? Is that the is which one is is that the Rackon Tours one or is that a different yeah? One? So it's at it's at Keeneland, which is wow you know, the most beautiful racetrack in America. It's not actually you know on the infield or in the it's like on the grounds. You know, it's like on a big field, um, but it's a uh, it's two days, Saturday and Sunday, August tenth and eleventh. Headliners on the tenth are the Rock and Tours, Brandy Carlisle, um, Old Guard Medicine Show, but Mandolin Orange, Mavis Staples, Robert Earl Keen, uh, and then the second day, August eleventh, uh, Hozier and Tyler Childers, Gary Clark Jr., St. Paul and the Broken Bones, Lucinda Williams. Um, so it's a it's a pretty good pretty good lineup. I think they did a good job of getting a good mix of. Um, you know, it's mostly like NPR music type <laughs> <laughs> artists, but that's cool. That's like <laughs> I'm squarely in that demographic, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So you should, you know, t- tickets are not crazy. I think it's 140 bucks for the weekend. That's not bad. Um, no, and uh, you know, lots of cool things to do in Kentucky if you're into uh, bourbon or beer or you know, good food or you know, any of those things. So, uh, check it out. It's a uh, railbirdfest.com. Uh, there's still, I'm sure plenty of tickets available. So come visit central Kentucky. Okay. Harvey, do you want to see anything special about your, uh, selection from the show you attended? Um, no, well, I mean, we can go, we can talk about it after we play it, but, um, yeah, let's just get to the music.
Okay, widespread panic. St. Patrick's Day, 2019, at the MGM National Harbor in Washington, D.C., the close of the second set. Sell, sell into Sharon and, and Harvey. Give us some insight as to why you chose this uh, this interesting duo of songs. Um, well, I mean, I thought it was a good close to... Um to the show. Uh, I enjoyed the sell sell. I, you know, again, I, I'm, you know, I'm slowly on board with the street dogs album. Uh, so that's the, that's the starter of that, of that album. And, um, so that, and then, you know, just seeing, seeing, uh, Sharon is always fun. And, uh, so I had a good time for, that was a strong closer for the show. Um, the encore was, you know, meh, but I mean, Honeybee was cool. But um, yeah, this is a this is a it was a nice one-two punch to close things out. I thought. And what did your friend think? What was his uh, response to the show? I think he enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a good time. I mean, I think it's hard when you don't know any of the music to, you know, to kind of get uh, perspective on what you really saw. But I mean, he had a good time. So. Um, I sent him a set list and the link to the show. So I haven't talked to him, to, you know, if he's re listened to it or anything, but um, it was, it's a cool venue, you know, it's in a casino. Um, I met, you know, I walked in, in, in my blues tape t-shirt and like literally the first person I saw, like recognized the shirt and then, you know, didn't recognize me. But then once I told him who I was, he was like, you know, excited to talk to me which was awesome so celebrity yeah yeah and so that was just kind of random because i was like maybe i'll see somebody but then literally like the first person (laughs) that i (laughs) that i crossed paths with did um and so so that was um that was cool and um so um shout out to dave uh for for supporting the podcast and uh and then, you know, met some other neat people and, uh, you know, at the, at the restaurant and, um, you know, had a good time. It's, it's, yeah, it's a cool venue and, um, people were all friendly and, you know, the, the workers and stuff. And, um, so yeah, I had a good time. I'd go back again for sure. I hope they keep doing it this weekend and I keep having to go to a conference the week after that would work out pretty well. That would work great for you. Yeah. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so anything did you have any anything to say? No, okay. no not really. I didn't. All right, cool. So I mean I I think I was a little bummed out that there was and I don't know what I was expecting on St. Patrick's Day, but you know, I guess I was expecting a little bit I don't know, it's like all drinking songs or something. I mean, um it was, you know it was the third night of the run and I think they were still kind of getting their feet under them. Uh, and I think they were maybe saving back a little bit for, for the next weekend. So, um, so let's jump to, uh, the Capitol theater in Port Chester, New York, which has been home to, um, a lot of, you know, pretty fantastic shows in the last, um, I don't know how, how long since Peter Shapiro's re, you know, redone that. has it been a decade? Mm, yeah. It's, it's been a minute. I mean, there's been, yeah, I think we can oh. say it's been that long. Um, now, you know, this was the first time that, that panic had played, um, the Capitol theater since 1992, 
when they opened up for fish. Seven eighteen ninety two. They opened up for the New Orleans Radiators. Ah. Uh, and in fact, the band. It says here in, in the Everyday Companion that members of the band sat in with the Radiators for the song Papaya, <laughs> which is a great song and maybe should be our outro music this week. Um. So, so this is their first time back in twenty seven years, uh, and they did they did it up for sure. Did you get did you get to listen to much of this uh in the moment? Uh, I did listen to some of it. I listened to the third night, I think. Um I did this yeah, I listened to the third night because the uh the encore or the second set looked really strong, so I heard on and listened to the encore, which of course was really cool with uh yeah. Low Spark Disco Low Spark. Um, it's a good, I mean, overall, it's a really good run. I think all three of the runs this spring were pretty good. Um, set lists are just so strong. Like they're just, they're yeah. just do you think they, ma- do you think they, do you think they lay them out like before the, the run, like do all three nights at once? I, I doubt it. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. But yeah. I might be wrong. I was just curious because it is, I mean, you know, it's a, if you're expecting people to see all three nights, it's almost is like a, you know, it becomes a bigger, you know, it's sort of a suite, right? It's not just the one night you're kind of, um, you know, act one, act two, act three, those three night runs. So, uh, mm-hmm. but no, yeah, just curious. Obviously back in the day, they weren't doing them, you know, out multiple days, but if they're, you know, if they have a week off and they're just looking at a three night run, do they, you know, say, well, let's, you know, where are we going to put chili water? Do we put it in the, you know, first set of the second night or do we, you know what I mean? But anyway, did you see the thing about d- the disco ball from the Capitol theater? No. So apparently like that was a thing back in the day, maybe. And they got, um, like, you know, the folks from the Capitol Theater to dig out the disco ball and they dropped it during disco on the encore. And, um, you know, and then, you know, trained all the lights on it and it went like crazy psychedelic disco ball during disco. It's pretty awesome. There's some good video of it. You have to check it out. Um, so that was kind of a neat little nod to the history of the Capitol Theater, I think. All right. So, um, yeah. So what did, what did we, we pick, Harvey. Yeah. So we picked a segment here from Second Set. Um, they start things off with uh, Lawyers, Guns, and Money, which I guess is now in the regular rotation. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Little Ken, Love Tractor, I'm Not Alone, and North. And then after that, um, they go into this segment, which doesn't quite take us to the end of the second set, but is the big, big chunk here in the middle. So. Uh, let's go to the music. Thank you. 
All right, Capitol Theater, Port Chester, New York, March 24th, 2019. The uh, mid part of the second set. Uh, one Kind Favor, Busted Big, Mercy, I'm So Glad. Uh, two old-timey blues blues covers in the in this uh, that sort of bookend this little run, or this little run of songs. Good selections, Harvey. The I'm So Glad is really awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. Mercy's mercy is really welcome and again those comments i made about jb being on his game i think that really shines and, and i'm so glad um and like we've talked about it is it is now one of the songs um that i think what is i'm sorry you uh, i lost you for a second what's one of the songs busted big is one of yeah, the songs now yeah yeah that people look forward to and have respond to when they hear the opening riff. And like, it's just, it's, it's there. It's a great vehicle. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I, I was, um, you know, I always sort of meh on the song itself, but, um, it, I feel like it's really, I don't know if it's just this version of the band, you know, at this moment in time is really firing on all cylinders with this song, but it seems like, um, you know, the version that I saw in DC was really good. I can't remember. I feel like I saw it in Nashville too. And that one was really good too. So, um, you know, the fact that you can see a song in two consecutive shows and not be, you know, annoyed by that, <laughs> uh, and still enjoy listening to it is a good sign for, you know, a grumpy old man. But, um, I guess that's why I'm listening to newer stuff, but, uh, it, you know, it's good. It's, you know, they really, they stretch it out, and, but they bring it back in and it's not, you know, it feels, uh, I like it. It seems a very, uh, very well suited for this, for the version of the band. And then the mercy I thought was really good. And, you know, they note a, uh, an other one jam in, uh, everyday companion. And that's not, you know, sometimes those are a little, uh, a little liberal, but this one is pretty good. I mean, it's pretty much on point and you got to think, um, with so much history of the grateful dead at that venue, that, that, that wasn't a mistake that they, that, that schools wanted to, get a little bit of that in there so um so that was good and then yeah like you said the the yeah i'm so glad um is always is always fun did you ever get to see that live what's that sorry i'm so glad oh i'm so glad no i didn't sorry i was thinking about dead shows at the capitol theater because i was going to ask you oh yeah i was going to ask you a question about what is your favorite dead show from the capitol theater um if you have one to eighteen seventy one. yeah I knew is you. That, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, that's the. Well, I mean, that's yeah. just because that's the one, yeah, right? That's the yeah. One. Um, I got, what was famous? What was famous about that? I mean, was just, there? A, it's just the, that it was well circulated. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I suppose that's probably it. Um, I think that yeah, that whole run is pretty pretty famous. Um, I go with uh, eleven. Let's see. Darn it! Where did it go? 11 8 1970 um which has an awesome uh mystery train in new orleans um mm-hmm. in the set list which is super fun those are great right nice. and of course there's a much better tape out there now um that's available on archive but i had it on analog you know 20 years ago and it like was just this beat uh audience tape but like the energy from new uh new orleans was so awesome um, just crowd is really into it and Bobby sounds great. So anyway, that's my favorite one. Nice. Um, what's your favorite Grateful Dead show in Durham, North Carolina? Um, Sorry, 416, 1678. Ooh, good. Is um, that, yeah. I did think, I get it? I think so. Okay. I think so. 
quick fact check. Or was that West Virginia? No. It's a uh, what is it? Let's, 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 let's search. Yeah, that's Huntington, West Virginia. Oh, four twelve seventy eight. Is it four twelve? Yeah, oh, okay. that's what I that's what I meant to say. Between Matt and James Lofton, we're in number eighty six. <laughs> bad bad episode for Harvey. The, <laughs> that four twelve is good though. That's um, really seventy eight. Is um, yeah, I mean, it's that's a good year, mm-hmm. but that's definitely one that sticks out, that stuck out. Mm-hmm. I go. Uh, I think it's I'm fact checking twelve six twelve eight seventy three at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Mm. Um, that's a, a good show with a 20 speaking of the other one a 28 minute 37 second other one wow stout stout um, alright so this run in Durham was uh, really good it's the first time they'd played in this venue um, mm-hmm. typically bands most bands play in Raleigh so it's rare to see a band over in Durham but yeah um, but for uh, Again, another three-show run. Diner and the Encore on the first night, I think, was a bit of a surprise for everyone. I think it was, it was the like first time since 92 or something, yeah, I think. Yeah, crazy. Um, but the first show was pretty solid. The Encore was interesting. The second night, which is what we're going to play a selection for, gets off to this ridiculous start with Ophelia into the shape I'm in. Um, and Ophelia is another one of those songs like, God, they've been playing that song forever, and but they've only played it 142 times total, which mm. I would have guessed more than that um fishwater splinters uh to open the second set uh and then the gimme jack chainsaw city climb to safety towards the end and then a tom petty cover shows up in the encore and then the third night again um really strong show conrad opener hard rain in the first set and then do what you like watchtower henry parsons in the second set which is yeah hilarious um and then yeah, just you can't always get what you want in the later in the later part. And then driving song can't find my way home. Driving song, porch song. So another super strong encore. So three nights, three really great encores. Yeah, a couple of things about this second uh, night that stuck out. Um, you've got the you know the band pairing to open with Ophelia and Shape I'm In, and then you get a Jerry Joseph pairing later in the second set with the Chainsaw City Climb to Safety. You get a a, a whole set fishwater sandwich. Uh, I don't know if that's ever happened. Um, and, uh, you know, fishwater and gilded splinters, you kind of got your, your, your new Orleans nod there too. So, um, I like there were, you know, lots of, lots of neat, um, again, you know, they're doing a really good job with the set list, uh, being creative with the set list. And I think again, you know, not having, you know, um, not not playing, you know, six shows in seven days. You you can be a little more um, flexible with with how you're structuring those things, and not have to worry about you know blowing your load, so to speak, and you know, in one show, and when you've got you know five more to play that week, so to speak, so to speak. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, so let's get to the music. the The selection we we chose was from the second night here and um right mm-hmm. yeah yeah about uh have about midway through the first set so um let's get to some music and we'll come back and uh and put a bow on this week's episode
final selection for this episode number 86 of the bluest tape is march 30th 2019 still want to call things 19 sometimes uh durham performing arts center durham north carolina right in the middle of the first set all time low into the bill withers classic use me um interesting selection uh considering all the other material we had uh, yeah well i think it was i didn't want the episode to be five hours long and um and I thought this was good. So, you know, if you want to listen to the rest of the show, go listen to the rest of the show. Um, and, uh, I did, you know, it's funny when I sent you like the, let's do a spring 19, uh, episode. Like I, I imagine that when you, when you read that, you're like, okay, well spring 19, what? They <laughs> <laughs> so, did actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, but we we're, close it out this episode uh yeah gave uh gave some of the uh panic 3.0 folks something to uh, listen to and think about and talk about and i'm sure we'll do some more of these episodes as the year goes on yeah maybe we need to get like an expert to come on because i do feel like in some ways we're we're kind of bumbling through this (laughs) we just don't have the um the reference you know what i mean to 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 be able to speak uh as intelligently about it uh so yeah maybe we should find somebody that can help out question do you know more about fish or panic 3.0 mm, I, I think panic <laughs> yeah I, I definitely think panic but um yeah um all right well uh thanks everybody for joining us um Feel free to uh, to give us feedback. We appreciate any feedback. Write us on iTunes. That helps other people find us. Tell your friends about it. Um, you know, you can find us on Spotify or Stitcher or you know Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your your podcast content. We're there. Um, Bluestape.com or on Twitter at Bluestape on Facebook and um, you know hit us up and go buy a t-shirt and support the support the podcast so um jeff until next time um take care you too
快乐。